0: Welcome to Toolkit Radio, a Pappy Machinery podcast where we equip you with the tools necessary to get the most out of your John Deere machinery, attachments, and service. I'm Cody Wirth, your host, and as always, I'll be joined by our toolkit expert, Sawyer Meek, where today we'll be covering the top 15 implements you should consider purchasing first, five of the implements and attachments that you maybe haven't heard of but are really valuable, and then we'll be going into a few customer stories about the use cases and kind of tricks that they've done in utilizing their own implements. Before we get to Sawyer, I have an announcement that you'll hear a lot about on this show. We now have the toolkit hotline voicemail box open to you guys. That means you guys can call us at 503-877-3596 and leave us a voicemail with your questions, comments, anything else that you'd like answered on the podcast. And it may be featured on an upcoming episode. So that number again to call is 503-877-3596. Be sure to leave your name and your question, and Sawyer will answer it on air. This is going to be a real jam-packed episode, one of the longest ones we've done so far. It's going to have a lot of implement and John Deere attachment talk. So we're just going to get Sawyer right in line and get to it. All right, so we are back with episode four of Toolkit Radio. Today we are focused on the many, many... Many, many, many implements available for your John Deere compact utility tractor. And as always, I have Sawyer Meek on the other end of the phone. How's it going, Sawyer?
1: Going great, Cody. I'm happy to be here.
0: (laughs) I'm happy you're here too, man. (laughs) Been a pretty relaxing day so far, huh? Uh, yeah. (laughs) There's
1: always something going on.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you just came back from vacation, but we're... We're working on some different long-term projects. I know you, we're, you just were trying to figure out how to reassort the store for, you know, better marketability. marketability. She's Louise. can I, can I talk? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there's stuff in the pipeline. We're, we're working on some things that we're hoping to show all you guys very soon, too. So definitely be on the lookout through the rest of the year as we start putting out more specials, more just just stuff that we got in the back end. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Speaking of which, we do have one announcement that is really awesome. We now have a toolkit radio voicemail box. So if you guys want to leave us a yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're getting really technical now. We got a whole voicemail set up. It's great. So if, yeah, so if any of you guys listening want to leave us a question, comment, topic you'd like us to talk about, feel free to call this number, 503 877 3596 leave us a voicemail along with your name and it may get featured on one of the upcoming episodes of this podcast. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. And then, uh, if we don't get anybody, we'll have Sawyer's mom calling and we'll make sure we have <laughs> a voicemail ready to go.
1: <laughs> probably. will. I think we're guaranteed to see
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see uh, if anybody actually bites and wants to give us a call or not. <laughs>
1: Well, we've had some people reach out, so at least we've made it, you know, an
0: an option now. It's true. It's true. Yeah, we have a couple different ways now. I guess I'll list them off before we get into this. Yeah, if you don't feel comfortable leaving a voicemail, you can always email us at PCMarketing at Pape.com. Leave a comment on a video, go to our website, leave a comment on our blogs. There's so many different ways. We're just trying to make it, you know, as easy as possible for you guys to send us your questions, and we can hopefully answer them on air. Yeah, going global. Going global, baby. Here we go. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Right on, man. All right. So we're going to dive into implement talk today. So I pulled up an old top 10 list from John Deere's website that basically goes through their top 10 implements that you should purchase first. It went through everything from mowers, excavating, post digging, all this stuff. And so I figured we would run through that list, see what Sawyer thinks about it, see if there's anything in there that he would move, take out. I know that when we were talking about it, you had like five other implements that you would put on that list. So we're going to include that. And by the end of it, we should have our top 15 implements that you should purchase when you get a John uh, Deere tractor. But I will put a disclaimer on that. As always, it, it really does depend on... What your use cases are, what your property is like. There's so many different things that could be a factor. There are going to be a handful on this list that are like, yeah, absolutely buy this. This this is good for any situation. But definitely, when you are purchasing a tractor, talk to your salesman. They will have the best idea of which things you should get first. But this hopefully will get you on the right track. Yeah, I agree 100 percent with that. All right. Well, then good. I'm going to keep saying it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, let's dive into this here, huh? Okay. Number 10, we have a spreader, which Deer describes as a polyethylene tractor-mounted broadcast spreader that is perfect for laying out salt in the winter to keep the ice at bay, as well as seed and fertilizer in the spring and fall. What do you think of the spreader, Sawyer? We are in the Pacific Northwest. Is it worth purchasing?
1: Yeah. You know, a lot of municipalities use this uh, piece of equipment to drop salt, like you said, in the winter. But a lot of customers can do it themselves at home. I think it's a very valuable implement, just like you said, a multi-seasonal use. You get your money's worth in the, the seeding and the fertilizing and the spring and fall. If you got a long driveway, that helps keep it clear.
0: Anybody could use it, you can easily easily get one. So easy to use. There's multi-uses for it. It Do you know offhand which tractor models it works for? And maybe if there's a specific type of property that you would advise gets this right off the bat? Yeah,
1: there's going to be a spreader option for every tractor we provide. So being from a one series and up, you'll have the option. Um, As far as the type of property, I would think anyone that has at least an acre and above will benefit the most from this. Um, If you have a long driveway or if you share a driveway uh, with some neighbors or just a street, I mean, you're going to be the hero of the year in the winter, uh, especially (laughs) out here, Pacific Northwest. I mean, you never know what it's going to do. And just like here in Portland, sometimes it gets gridlocked and shut down just from an inch. So always good to be prepared.
0: Totally. Yeah. No. And I think that's something people don't often think about because yeah, we get hit pretty hard when it does happen, but it doesn't always happen. So right. yeah, definitely definitely makes you, you know, you'll be invited to all the barbecues once that <laughs> snow thaws. So <laughs> Hey man, those are those are neighbor goals, man. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, break down that fence. Let's go. <laughs> awesome. So <laughs> So spreader's good, locked it in. Moving on to number 9. We have a pallet fork which we actually filmed something on this that uh, during our last filming session, uh, not totally put together yet, but it will be up on the channel soon. So be on the lookout for exactly how that works. But uh, what do you think of the pallet fork story or what do you, is it worth getting if you have, you know, a front end loader?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually a little surprised that's John Deere's number nine. Maybe they didn't take it into order. Uh, but pallet forks are one of our most popular implements, especially having a loader. Not everything's going to fit in the bucket or you're not going to be able to lift everything as easy. Um, so many people use this tool kind of to move pallets of things. So if you have maybe a landscape business and you got uh, rock or brick on a pallet or even pellets and you have a pellet stove at home, you're going to be able to easily move those things. Fallen logs. Some people actually have used it to lift their mowers. Um, really, anything that can't fit in a bucket again is going to be able to get creative and uh, use these pallet forks.
0: It basically just gives you more versatility, right? It makes it a lot easier to do certain things that maybe have a flat surface, and it basically stacks on value to that front end loader that already is pretty valuable. Are there any right. other, uh, you know, attachments or anything that like would would work in that same way, or like you know what I mean, like on the front end loader? Is there is there anything extra that you can also attach?
1: Yeah, there's a few things. A big one that's just kind of growing in popularity is going to be that uh, four-in-one bucket. This attachment, I mean, it can use as a grapple, a loader bucket. Um, you could grade with it or even scrape. Um, we actually just shot a video here today that I shot to you on what that kind of looks like. Besides that, there's a couple other things like a front blade I think we'll get into as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just got that from you today. So. Hopefully, I'll have that out in the pipeline here sometime soon. I feel like I say that, and then soon, for whatever reason, can mean a month. Uh, (laughs) Getting faster, but it's just sometimes it just falls in the back burner. But yeah, that'll be out. We'll we'll showcase what that looks like. It's a really cool uh, attachment. And um, if if I get to it, I'll hopefully, on the video version of this podcast, I'll have the stuff popping up whenever we talk about it. So number eight, we have the rotary tiller. Last time I was out there, you showed me the rotary cutter. Haven't really looked into the tiller. I feel like the name is pretty self-explanatory, but why would somebody choose the rotary tiller and maybe which models does it work with?
1: Yeah, so a tiller you're going to use to kind of prepare soil for planting or soften up your ground, uh, level it up and break it up, uh, maybe for a horse arena. It's going to be a tiller you can put on any tractor that we provide. And I think any competitor may have it as well. They're just really common for anybody that's going to have it on any property size. You want a little garden bed or maybe you have a big one and you just need to help maintain it. That'd be a great tool for that.
0: Totally. Uh, yeah. And you know, Deer mentions like that you use it in your garden or of any size, right? Do you th- Is there anything else you can think of that would be, you know, put value to this attachment? Yeah,
1: breaking up the ground, preparing the soil going to be that primary function. Um, like we said, that horse arena is going to be, it's going to help if it ever does get really hard ground. I don't think I would try too many things outside of the realm with this. Um, it's going to just be a main tool used to penetrate harder ground and soften it up.
0: Gotcha. So, yeah, so you'd maybe recommend this if you have a garden, a horse arena, something where you are constantly needing to uproot dirt keep it fresh but otherwise maybe it wouldn't be something that you jump right on unless you're thinking about expanding into one of those things right sweet yeah so yeah that's probably why deer probably has it up you know near the top of the list so i mean it makes sense and uh yeah so moving on to number seven we have the post hole digger and again i feel like the name is very self explanatory but is there anything else you can think of along with post hole digging that of, as to why somebody would purchase this implement sawyer
1: Yeah, it's pretty self-explanatory. Anybody that wants to (laughs) dig a hole. Uh, Putting up a fence. Uh, Landscapers like to use them for planting trees or bushes. You can obviously use that at your home as well. A lot of people have been buying property and then redoing the yard where they can plant these trees that they like. Or, you know, instead of contracting the workout, you save yourself the money. It gives you a great, easy alternative to a shovel, needing a certain sized hole it's just a, a great tool.
0: Yeah. And anything that you can, you know, save yourself some back pain, save yourself some, some effort. And it just takes, you know, the ease out of that as you're moving in other projects. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. And again, kind of like we talked about earlier, right? Maybe your neighbor needs help digging up, you know, holes for their fence. So help them do that crap. And there you go. You are uh, yeah, <laughs> you're moving right on up in the neighborhood.
1: Yeah. I think that's something I'm seeing a lot, a lot more lately is, somebody has a tractor then their neighbor kind of sees that and they kind of want a tractor too and you kind of base your purchases off of what the other neighbor has done so if one neighbor has a tiller and maybe you get the post hole digger I mean you know you can split and swap and you know get more work done that way kind of a community almost.
0: Totally. Yeah. No, and that makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah. if if, Especially since they're right next to each other or across the street or whatever, the properties are probably very similar. So yeah, you can go halves in on something or somebody gets one, somebody gets another and you're just, you know, you're building a value and like the benefit of deer is that all the stuff for the most part is interchangeable. Like you said, so so, yeah, yeah. Get to know your neighbor, both get a tractor. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that's good. It is good. It's true. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Moving on to number six here. We have a snowblower. I was kind of surprised this was like so far down their list, but we'll, we'll get into it here. This really would have been handy for us a few months ago. Kind of like we're talking about earlier. There's, we get, when we get hit, we get hard or hit hard. And Mm -hmm. this year we got several feet of snow everywhere. I can imagine like, yeah, like, like where you're at, Close to Portland, Ben, eastern parts of Oregon, definitely in Washington. This is absolutely a lifesaver. But is there, you know, anything to add about this implement, Sawyer? Maybe the conditions, like, does there need to be like certain regularity of snow for you really to invest in an implement like this?
1: I would say it's kind of like a heavier winter option. Again, our municipalities like them because they're going to be ready to go. I do. We do have some larger property owners or people with longer driveways that get these so that they can clear out their driveway or maybe, you know, the neighbor thing back to that. But usually it's going to be used with somebody that has a lot heavier winter, like central Oregon, you said, or this last winter when you guys got hit. I mean, I'm sure everybody went to the store to go buy a snowblower, like a push one. And then they realized, Oh crap, everyone's sold out. And then you, you find out your neighbor's got one mounted on the back of his tractor, and he can get it done in half the time i mean that that really gives you options to go out and help people and also maybe get some side work done and make a little extra money.
0: oh yeah, absolutely. I mean that was one thing that we saw too, is that our locations were like going out and like they were uh clearing out the the roadways and their driveways and stuff like there was a lot of like just this need <laughs> this year, and it was <laughs> to think where i was going with that but yeah yeah it's definitely uh it's definitely something that's valuable it's something worth investing in if you're really sick of shoveling your driveway and uh want to get it done easily because when it comes to that stuff you don't want to be soaked you don't want to be wet and speed often is you know necessary to make sure that things keep happening otherwise you know you're stuck for days right all right, we're halfway through Deer's list. We're now talking about the land plane, which Deer describes as a great tool to have in your machine shed for maintaining a gravel road, driveway, smoothing a horse arena, leveling a garden, bunch of other things. What do you think, Sawyer? Ed, worth investing in?
1: Uh, yeah, great leveling tool. Honestly, um, used almost everywhere on the property. Not a whole lot of other uses. I know like our orchard guys, they like to use them to go between their tree rows. This helps keep weeds down too. They'll keep that that ground pretty hard. So leveling it out, helping the weeds get down, that's always great. If you pour down your gravel and level it out with this guy, or let's say you take a load with your bucket and you drop it and then you gotta push it around a little bit, this is what's gonna level it out. It's kind of another way, you know, to save your back.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a trend here. Basically, everything on this list is saving your back.
1: <laughs> that is the fourth After These compact. Yeah, doctors, yeah. They're, they're back savers.
0: Totally. Yeah, no. And I, I know I could use that sometimes I'm only 24. But here I am like, <laughs> always hurting myself. But yeah, so it's 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 an implement that's really useful for specific tasks that you're trying to do. But really, maybe it's only something you purchase if you're trying to do those tasks regularly, would you say?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right. Yeah. And that's kind of what we said at the top of this thing. Again, it's really up to you to you know, tell your salesman, tell yourself, well, what am I going to use this for? How often is it going to be used? And, and that's how you'll perceive the value. Initially, it's recommended to test stuff out, see how you'd be doing it, see if there's really a need, like an excessive need uh, to do a specific task enough. Otherwise, you know, it might not be necessary to really go in and purchase something right away. So I'm going to combo number four here with one you mentioned uh, to better explain the differences. So now we have the rear blade and front blade. So what would you use these for, Sawyer? And are there really any major differences to consider if you're going to purchase one or the other?
1: Yeah. um, So both are going to have kind of a manual blade that can be turned or angled. Um, I think the front blade is a little easier to maneuver having it in front. If you drop the the loader bucket and then put on this blade, um, you're going to be able to push snow, dirt, debris into a burn pile. Um, Once you get really good at it, you're going to be able to level things out a little bit. You could even pull something with the rear blade. I think it's going to be a lot more of an economical option versus maybe the land plane or a snowblower. In some cases, we've even put this on our our gator as a electro hydraulic front blade that can be used up and down and tilt it and angle
0: it to push uh, snow. Oh man, that's that's awesome! I didn't know you could do that with the with the gator. That's really cool. Yeah, deer mentions it's good for picking out loose gravel, grading, smoothing a driveway, snow removal. But we've kind of already mentioned tools that handle those jobs. Why wouldn't someone just commit to one of these blades instead of committing to one of those other implements?
1: It, it just kind of depends on the individual. It's just being a more economical option. It may not do as a precise job as like a land plane, but it gets the job done. You know, you can go spend, I don't know, six to eight hundred bucks on a front blade or a rear blade. Excuse me. And then if you got like a land plane, I mean, I think you're going to double that in price just because there's more steel and more, more to it. A snowblower. I mean, I don't even know off the top of my head, but there's a lot more working parts there. So if you just get a simple manual blade that gets a job done and you're happy with that quality of work, then it's going to be a great option.
0: Yeah, fair enough. That makes sense. I guess it really just depends on what you're working on, what you need. We kind of said it before, but it's really, you know, going through and seeing if it you're using it a lot. And if you need something that's going to specialize in that specific action or project base, then it might be worth investing in.
1: Yeah. Yeah
0: all right so now we're reaching the top three on deer's list of implements and at number three we have the box blade again this is another implement that we just put a video out for so if you're curious about how that works what it looks like definitely go check out our youtube channel we'll have that video up there for you uh deer calls this one one of the most versatile implements you'll ever own do you think that's really accurate yeah
1: absolutely i'd say it's probably one of our more amazing implements um just for the versatility standpoint it's hard to explain over you know this podcast but if you were to have a picture of one you're going to be able to scrape level push debris Um, you could use it to remove snow besides rotary cutters box blades are one of our almost always purchased implements with when we sell a tractor there's scare fires in the front that you can use to kind of dig up the ground and then a blade that comes behind and levels it up or kind of pulls down to refluff the ground. So it's just a lot of versatility, and you, you really, really get your uh, money back when you purchase something like this.
0: Sweet. Yeah, it, it seems like just a, a regular purchase. I feel like everyone that I've chatted with that's one of your customers owns one of these. And they're always finding you know new uses for it
1: mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's a fix your driveway rip out grass anything you can think of um, involving the soil or the ground you're going to be able to do it with this guy
0: yeah i mean versatility is key here I mean, with everything it just it just makes sense to have something that does so many different things right all right so now we have two here for number two the rotary cutter and the grooming mower so why would deer group these together sawyer so basically they're both rear mowers
1: um, the grooming mower is more of a fine mowing cut so something similar to like the mid mower deck or something on the lawn mower you're going to cut the grass and have a cleaner look the rotary cutter otherwise known as like a brush hog it's what's going to hack down um, you know heavy debris Small, small saplings or trees, um, brush, those thickers or blackberries. People love to take those out with these guys. There's just kind of a difference in the blades. And I think if you look at that video, you'll be able to see that difference that we portrayed. There's also a flail mower that we haven't gotten in too much, but it also kind of gives a finer cut for grass and shrubs that are a little bit more heavier duty.
0: Would there really ever be a situation where someone might need both of these implements?
1: Uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, if someone has a lot of lawn and they just want one unit that does it all, they could use the grooming mower, um, to cut that down and then they could go out and use the rotary cutter if they have something out on the back 40 or whatever that used to knock down, um, anything up to like an engine diameter. So if you really want a, a machine that does it all, I'd get a tractor and then load it up with these guys. Yeah, Scotch broom, fallen branches, debris, anything that can meet the capacity of the implement really gives it a yeah. universal use.
0: Yeah, and I, right, it's it's if somebody has a real variety of property, like the land is very different, the, the grass and everything, is, it just shifts depending on where you're at. Like, yeah, that makes sense, right? They get both and they're able to tackle everything without having to think about it. Mm hmm. Yeah. And like you mentioned, like we, we'll have a video on those things coming out real soon too, where we we'll compare and showcase what they both do, kind of give you an idea of the type of like height you can expect with like the grass or brush that you're trying to tackle. So definitely be on the lookout for that. It'll be up on our YouTube channel sometime in the next few weeks. All right. Drum roll, please. We are on to number one. Oh man, in studio sounds is so good. Oh. <laughs> all right and like you said this is the no duh go to implement it's it's a tractor loader <laughs> <laughs> and heck even deer says like honestly you're only getting half the productivity like from your tractor if you don't get a loader of some kind uh, i mean do you think that's true sawyer
1: yeah i agree 100 absolutely probably the primary use of a tractor is to save your back you know easily transport yourself around the property with the unit but then also your loader i mean you can put stuff in it you can use it to spread whatnot if you're not using the loader and you have a tractor that's going to be a really unique scenario for a customer i would say 85 to 90 percent of the time people that buy a tractor they're going to have a loader on the front of it
0: yeah i mean that's a high percentage too yeah i feel like honestly for the longest time i i thought they all came with a loader attached and i know some do but I don't think I've ever seen one without it, like honestly, except for in a couple stock images because everybody gets a loader. It's it's just the go-to thing.
1: Yeah. We've had uh, customers that haven't gotten a loader. They've used them. Um, They've kind of used our one series for a four-wheel drive lawnmower with the mid-mower deck. Mm. Sometimes nurseries will get them to pull carts so they don't have loaders. But again, you're getting into a really specific crop or – type of work where you don't need a loader it's just a back saver
0: totally yeah i mean kind of like we talked about earlier right we talked about the forklift blades and the um the four in one -one bucket. you mentioned there any other secret uses that you can think of or stuff that your customers have put together
1: there's something always coming out with deer like the grapples or like a front rotary broom which is basically a, a rotary broom like A giant broom, basically, that's cleaning off uh, concrete, (laughs) I guess. Um, People even weld to their buckets or implements, so you can put hooks on the front of your bucket. That makes it easier to lift something if you were to tie a chain around something and lift it up. Like I said before, we just encourage safe creativity.
0: Yeah, I mean, we always hope people are thinking about it when they're doing this kind of thing. Yeah, it's a really heavy machinery. A lot of these implements, you know, have sharp edges or they're, they're dangerous in some capacity. So, I mean, if you're doing something or trying something out, it's best, you know, to lead with some caution, make sure that you're you're staying within the parameters of what the equipment can do and not going too far beyond. Otherwise, it you know, it could end up going poorly. Mm-hmm. All right, so we've gone through the official list Produced by Deer, their top 10 first buy implements. Um, when we were putting this together, it included like literally everything on here and that you mentioned because you put your own list together as well. I mean, it covered basically you mashed up perfectly with it, but there were a few things that Deer didn't include, which were the sprayer, the landscape rake, the backhoe, the mid mower deck, and then like you mentioned before, the 4-in-1 bucket, um, bucket and grapple. So we have five more here that we want to include, and that'll round it up to the top 15. Do you want to go into these five, Sawyer, and kind of talk about what they are, like, what their uses are for? Maybe start with mid-mower deck.
1: Yeah, so mid-mower deck, um, kind of self-explanatory, very, very common uh, now with our compact, uh, subcompact tractors. You'll be able to put this mid-mower deck that you can easily drive over and auto-connect Maybe you've seen it, but that gives you the option of mowing with your tractor. So like the grooming mower that's out the back, this puts the mid mower deck you know, in the middle of the tractor. So if you're going next to a fence line or you need something with a little bit easier turning radius, this is going to be a great option. The sprayer, that's also another big guy. So if you're going out and you're spraying your field, spraying property, whether it's with the hand wand or a boom, you need to kill some weeds or Get something out there. This is a, a great option to put on the back of your, your tractor. You'll be able to hook it up via PTO, or you can get a little electric pump on it. Like we talked about, the four-in-one bucket, that's up up and coming, very new. Having the, uh, the four options in one, the grapple, the loader bucket, the scrape and grading, those are going to be a great utility, versatility, excuse me, option. Uh, And then one we haven't talked about is the landscape rake, which it's basically just a giant rake, and that's going to be out the back. So if you have a lot of sticks or you need to clear a path or you're making a path in your property, you're going to be able to put this down and then just drag it. It's going to be a pretty economical, larger rake. (laughs) Hard to to explain it any more than that. If you don't understand it from that, well... (laughs)
0: Then go into the store, have somebody show you what it looks, what it looks like and how it works. <laughs> yeah. Hey, awesome, Ed. Yeah, that's a pretty diverse array of other, you know, implements. It's kind of surprising. Like, I know the bid mower deck especially is one that I was like, why the heck is this not on the list? And I, granted, they put two other mowing implements on there. But this is stuff that, you know, again, for specific use cases can be very valuable. Right. Um,
1: and, then, and then the backhoe as well. Um, I mean, a backhoe, you just put it on the back of your tractor and, you know, you can – do any excavating work you need to do
0: totally yeah and that seemed like another one that at least for the couple that i've talked to that it seems like that's a pretty typical one that they go for just for their specific use cases they're out in a little more rural areas and it just makes sense to have for whatever they're up to awesome so okay so to finish this out with the the list that we got here we're going to basically put these in order now of like what we think Of The top 15 implements to purchase, so we have at number 15, we put the landscape rake.
1: All right, number 14, we have a post hole digger.
0: 13 is the snowblower. 12 is a backhoe. 11, you got the land plane. And 10, we got a sprayer. Number nine, we have the rear blade and front blade.
1: Uh, Leading number eight is the four-in-one bucket or a grapple.
0: And going to seven, we have the spreader. Six, we have the tiller. Number five, and being technically the same here, we're just going to group these all again. We have the grooming the grooming mower, the rotary cutter, and the flail. And four, we have pallet forks. Number three is the mid-mower deck. Two, we have my personal favorite, the box blade. <laughs> and then number one, the no-duh implement, again, is the loader. That's our top 15 there, folks. We have... The the ones that you should go to the ones that you know are the typical ones that we see or that I don't see Sawyer sees <laughs> folks <laughs> purchasing and yeah I mean yeah it, again this is a list that is kind of based off of Deer Zone methodology what Sawyer's seen but definitely talk to your your salesman at your location get it under so they can get an understanding of what your property is like your use cases because you'll probably be bouncing around somewhere in these top fifteen to get exactly the match that you need i agree (laughs) all right we're we're doing real good then (laughs) cool so we are done with those top 15 there we have a couple things left we're going to cover today on this podcast still focusing on implements or attachments and what's good with deer so there were a few things again that weren't in this list they aren't really considered implements necessarily but there's a, a handful of things that uh you've talked about and we have a couple videos on at least one of them five things that basically are th- what we're going to call the secret menu of tractor attachments do you, uh, what are those sawyer
1: yeah just a couple things i came up with um was our imatch quick hitch maybe throwing in a canopy on top of the rops for some coverage not quite a cab but a little bit of coverage for shade and weather the ballast box or a ballast in your tires, a receiver three point mount hitch, and some weld on hooks on the bucket.
0: All right, yeah, and another you know diverse array of things that you can use for your tractor. Start with the eye match here. This is one that we basically kicked off the whole toolkit series with. And I mean, I feel like every time I talk to you, we we do stuff with everything. The iMatch does come up. What's such? Why is the iMatch such a big deal? It's
1: just a back saver when you're going to hook up your implements. If you watch our video on YouTube, you'll see that we describe how you normally hook up with your three-point. Well, this is kind of a a quicker way that doesn't require so much work. You put this iMatch on the back. It's universal with almost every implement that John Deere provides, and it's easy to use. So if you go out there and even if you have arthritis in your hands, or even if you don't, it's sometimes going to be a little harder to hook up implements alone. So this kind of nulls that pain.
0: Totally. Yeah. And I feel like Deere is really all about that quick attach system i mean with the mid mower deck right it's like something you just drive over and in like five minutes you have your mower on and and attached and same with the imatch it's just all about simplifying the transition getting everything on there making it just easier on you it saves time saves effort saves your back yep do you know offhand which tractor models this one works for yeah we every every
1: single one even up to our large ag tractors um, that farmers use they use this guy on all of it because it's universal it'll work with some off-brand implements too but it's going to work through all of our subcompact and compact
0: tractors yeah that's awesome yeah i mean that gives you value too to where i mean if you decide to move up in size or something eventually like it'll just go with you i mean the imatch is just so versatile and so useful and i know like you said kind of deer i feel like they're always jumping around and figuring out new things that work with it or finding other quick attach systems. So it's not going away. they're constantly working on this sort of stuff and you'll get a lot of value out of it.
1: Yeah. Something else that deers in the works of, and hopefully we'll be able to showcase soon is the quick attach for a drive line. For those who have set hooked up a drive line, they've actually come up with kind of an iMatch style where you just push the driveline on and it clicks and auto-connects. So that's kind of a top secret thing.
0: Yeah, hey, that's really cool. Hey, exclusive there, guys. Here we go. <laughs> right. <laughs> Gotta listen to this podcast to get this knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah. Okay. So now you mentioned ballast. I feel like this gets thrown around a lot. Maybe a lot of people don't quite know what this means for them. What what is a ballot? What's ballast? What's a ballast ballast box? What would that be useful for? Sure.
1: So a ballast box is going to be something that's hooked up to your three point. It's basically a box that you can, some people like pour in concrete, let it harden, you throw rocks um, or something inside. And what it does is it counterbalances what you're lifting up with the loader. So if you don't have any weight in the back of your tractor and you're trying to lift up something heavy, chances are you're going to lift the back end of your tractor. Something that they've done in the past is that they put ballast in the tires, and that used to be calcium, but we no longer put calcium in the tire because it's going to corrode your rim. So now we've put beet juice being biodegradable, and it's not going to corrode. It's a great alternative to not having something out the back where your three-point is, but it'll always be inside the tractor. That'll help with stability. When using the loader, but then also help on the hills as well.
0: Hey, awesome. Yeah. Is there a reason somebody would go with the ballast box then versus just putting ballast in the tires?
1: Not really. Usually, most people go get ballast in the tires rather than buying a ballast box. But, you know, everybody's different. Everybody has a preference.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, the more options available to you, the better. So, yeah, you have some variety there. All right. So, moving on to the three, the, uh, <laughs> Where are we on this list? The receiver hitch, the three-point mount, uh, what's that up to, Sawyer?
1: Yeah, so back where you hook up again um, with your iMatch or your three-point, you can hook up your iMatch to this receiver hitch. So it's a great alternative to if you want to put a drawbar in, you're going to be able to move a boat or a trailer uh, that's on the back of your tractor. So a lot of people get it if they have more than one piece of equipment that requires a hitch. It's pretty self-explanatory outside of that. <laughs> You'll be able to move something with your tractor and maybe get in a little bit tighter spaces rather than with a car or a truck, I mean.
0: Cool. Yeah, so I mean if you're moving stuff around your property or, you know, just trying to like yeah, again, move everything or whatever and you have a boat, trailer or whatever, Makes it a lot easier because you don't have to get your rig out. You can just stick with the tractor, or hook it up, and if you want to see that in action or sh- have Sawyer sh- showcase how that looks, we do have a video up on our channel where Sawyer goes over that option. So go and check out our "What Can I Tow" video for that. So you mentioned the canopy as kind of like a like a bonus thing, like it's like something that's just kind of added onto. Why would somebody get a canopy?
1: The canopy is something that will mount on top of the rops which is like your rollover protection uh, structure. What this does is this just puts kind of a sunshade and all the also kind of a weather resistant from a little bit of rain. It just helps cover you know the operator. So if the sun's in your face or rain's coming down on top of you, uh, it's just a great tool that's pretty inexpensive.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I think you mentioned before, too, I mean, we're, we're focusing on John Deere stuff, but you mentioned there are, like, off grain ones or things that are, like, close enough that they are a lower cost, um, so there are definitely options out there for you. If you really want to stick with the John Deere green, you can definitely go for it, but there are going to be other options that get the job done, and especially being out where we're at in the Pacific Northwest. The weather is so various around here. I know in August, just went camping and it got got rained out. We're in the middle of August, but then come back to work on Tuesday and it's 95 degrees. So, (laughs) gotta love Oregon. Couple days. You could, yeah, yeah, good old Oregon. Couple days you could be going between rain to sun. So, it, it gets the job done either way, especially if you're out and you're wanting to still, you know, do work in your property and not get, you know, have the elements bearing down on you. So, the last thing here is the Weld-on hooks for the bucket. You kind of mentioned this before, but maybe just go over it again, Sawyer. Why would somebody want to do this?
1: Yeah, so if somebody um, likes to lift a lot of things, whether like a fallen log or uh, who knows, something out of the back of their truck, and they'd rather just tie it up with the chain, you can put these weld-on hooks and then put your, your chain grooves inside this other weld-on hook um, and be able to lift stuff with your loader. Um, it's a lot more economical option than going into pallet forks if you don't want to purchase the implement. So it's just a great option to help move things around the property.
0: Totally. Yeah. And again, I feel like that's something where, you know, if you're just wanting to test things out, it's a safe, you know, alternative <laughs> and it's something that you can mess around with and see if it works for you. Um, that's just so much with all of these things is that. It's really up to you to kind of figure out the uses, figure out where there's some unique spots that you weren't told about or that you can figure out. So there's plenty of opportunity there. And they all seem pretty handy. I know, especially the iMatch, why do you think these things are often overlooked by customers or why do you think deer doesn't really like showcase these as often?
1: Yeah, I think this is these options. Granted, some of them are from deer and some of them are just from our own expertise. This is kind of something that Pape have learned and that we like to add because it helps bring on that customer experience and ease of use. I think it's usually just a a lack of knowledge, Um, but it also falls on the salesperson to to help educate in different ways. In the busy season, we just don't always have time to explain every possible option to a customer because there's usually a line of people wanting to talk to us we do try and understand a customer's primary needs and offer most of this stuff. But sometimes these important solutions will come about later on after the initial sale.
0: And I, yeah, that's the hard thing, right? Is that when you do get into the busy season, you, you want to take care of every customer. You want to give them all the time that you can, but oftentimes there are people waiting and, you know, you have to be respectful of everybody's time. So this stuff doesn't always pop up and, and, Kind of like to like that point too, is like the fact that Deer doesn't always promote these as the go-to things like right away, they're not gonna always be top of mind, even if they are really valuable. And so it just becomes up to the salesman. And then for us, hopefully being able to educate, you know, our customers ahead of time to be like, Hey, you should ask about this if you're interested in it. And that, you know, we'll get the conversation flowing. That'll make sure you're getting exactly what you need without, you know, any hiccups. Mm-hmm. Cool. So those are you know, the top five kind of secret menu things to keep in mind. Uh, when you're looking for a tractor or if you already own one and you're trying to think of some alternatives to get some other jobs done so now for our last little segment of this podcast we are this is, we're going for the record now we're going for the longest podcast we've done so far we <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're gonna go into kind of just a couple projects that sawyer's like seen with his customers i don't really have a name for this yet i'll have to figure that out man you think i've ever thought of this the marketing guy needed brand name these freaking segments Uh, (laughs) but hopefully this will be something we get to do whenever we do a podcast is kind of do like a customer checkup thing where you know we chat about one or two of the people that you've interacted with recently sawyer or in the past to get you know some some secrets tips and tricks or just some ideas from what they're doing with their equipment so keeping with the implement focus today we're going to be talking about some of the uses that uh sawyer's customers have done some of them we've kind of mentioned before in this podcast but some will be a little bit new but uh, yeah, so we just want to kind of start with maybe some of the more common ones, but then go into some of maybe the crazy slash innovative ones that uh, that some of your customers have come up with.
1: Yeah, um, I'll just name kind of a handful of uh, customers and things they've done. So like a post hole digger, building a fence, just about every customer can do that. It's pretty common and easy projects. I think it's something that somebody can go out, hook up to their tractor and, Easily dig a hole for a tree or this fence. As you move into another option, removing grass to extend a driveway. I know the Humphreys have used this box blade that they bought from me. They've used it so much around their property for leveling and scraping their ground. They used it to build their horse arena. They've used it to remove their grass and then level out and extend their driveway Um, And then they actually poured the gravel down and used their loader. John got really good with it and leveled out the gravel. So clearing out the property. Another customer of mine, Gil, he actually used his box blade. He got a little bit bigger tractor and he was using it to clear out his property and level it to actually build and add on to his home. Um, So a lot of these guys, you know, they're weekend warriors, but they're getting the most out of the implements that they're purchasing.
0: That's awesome. Heck yeah. Yeah. Building the home, like getting on. <laughs> that's a pretty big task there with that tractor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I think you mentioned too, like a lot of times too, it's like, they'll, they'll come with you with one story and then you don't hear from them for a couple months. But the next time you see them, they're like, Hey, I did this other thing. And you're like, well, she's like, how much stuff do you guys have been doing? Like I, the, you mentioned the the Humphreys for example. And I feel like when we went out there, I, the amount of projects they were working on was ridiculous uh, there was one that I can't remember exactly. It was when he was building the fence that John put together. Do you remember what that was?
1: Yeah. He um, he actually made kind of his homemade spool that he hooked up onto the three-point. I think he was using it for barbed wire or to uh, also spread his fencing. So he, he dug all of his post holes by hand, but then he was using the tractor on the spool to to actually pull the fencing and tighten it and then hook it up around the, the, those post holes. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's always good. We, we support safe creativity.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the tagline of the podcast is going to be that now. <laughs> <Yeah>. As long <laughs> yeah, no, as you safe
1: and it works. That's great.
0: There you go. That's the key right there. Safety and creativity. Yeah. Yeah. That was impressive. And I think that's what you find too, right? Is that sometimes it's not going to be, obvious with the 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 tractor you're gonna have to make something additional to like add on to it but there's still something there that if you get the right mindset and figure out exactly what you're trying to use it's still viable so it's like yeah like you said safe and creative go for it Uh, right (laughs) well that's that's kind of the last little bit there we just went through we'll hopefully be able to do that you know every podcast we'll see if we can think of things to think about uh (laughs) when it comes to customers maybe we'll call it like the a customer checkup or something. Jeez, that's terrible. Uh, I had something <laughs> and I forgot. Keeping up with the customers, we'll call it that. There we go. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, just, you know, genius in the making right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So yeah, so thank you guys for joining us today. That was the top 15 implements to think about when you're purchasing a tractor, the top five kind of secret menu items, and then Are keeping up with the customer segment where you know every time we do this, we chat about some of the projects that Solar's customers have been working on. Uh, And again, there are over 600 like different Frontier and John Deere implements that John Deere supports. So we you know we barely scratch the surface of what is available out there. These are just the the common ones to really think about, the ones that we see customers getting the most used out of. And maybe we'll be able to, you know, hopefully feature some of these in upcoming actual Toolkit episodes so you can showcase exactly what they look like and how they work. Again, to plug this again, we have now the Toolkit hotline. It is our voicemail box. So if you have a question or comment or topic that you'd like us to cover in an episode of Toolkit Radio, be sure to call this number 503-877-3596. And Leave us a message. Make sure to leave your name, too, and we'll feature it on an upcoming episode of our podcast and hopefully have Sawyer answer it on air. Yeah, that's another episode of Toolkit Radio in the Books. Thank you again for taking the time, Sawyer. It's always good to have you on here. Where can people contact you and find you online?
1: Yeah, thanks, Cody. Um, they can always contact me if you need. I'm um, at our store here, Bay Machinery in Donald, Oregon. Um, we also have our Instagram site up and running at PappyMachinery.Donald. dot donald. You could check out our Facebook as well, um, pappymachinery dot donald. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you ever need anything, you know, please leave a comment or give us a voicemail. We're happy to answer any questions.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Sawyer's so the expert. He's ready to. Answer your guys' questions. We're hoping to equip you as much as possible. And again, if you want to follow the main Pape channels, you can find us at pape.group on Instagram and Facebook. On YouTube, as I mentioned before, you can find us at Pape Machinery, Agriculture and Turf. And you can also find us on our website, papemachinery.com, where you'll be able to find a listed version of the implements that we talked about today in what we call our toolkit manuals. And that'll be on our website. So if you want to have a list you can print out or read or whatever that will be up there when this podcast goes live. So make sure to go check that out as well. Um, And yeah, you can also find your, your nearest location, uh, figure out ways to contact us. There are so many different ways to interact with us and we'd love to hear from you guys. So thank you again for joining us today and we will see you next time. all right man we did it <laughs> we almost we almost clocked in a full hour
1: <laughs> yeah, down to 15
0: oh dang shoot <laughs> it was starting
1: to get like stocky and like anytime i moved the phone it would cut in and out from like no oh, secrets and not speaker and i'm like oh gosh uh,
0: hey we did it though <laughs> <laughs> got it done held it together man that's great